Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 17. Like, 8th grade? Welcome to another edition of the LodgeCast. I am your Lodge Master. With me as always is Brother Bishki. Good to be back. And Brother Lucas. Howdy. Tonight we have two very, very spooktacular guests. <laughs> the Sinisters themselves. The Lodge Mistress Millie. Hey, hey. And for the first time on the cast, Sister Jessie. Yellow. Welcome. How does it feel to be in the Prius? Amazing. This is my first time, so <laughs> I am just starry-eyed at the Prius. Yeah. You might want to take your jacket off, just oh. as a pro tip, because even so though we're sitting here... At least here, for the long haul. Yeah, yeah, it tends to backfire on you eventually. That's a good call. Well, we are, we are keeping the AC on in the Prius just so we can we can stay cool for eighth grade tonight. Oh, to be fair though, none of us were really that cool in eighth grade. Well, right? th- <laughs> that's that's something that I want to bring up. Especially now, when your eighth grade is a modular home with 20 <laughs> students that you have to stick with for like okay, two let, years. Let's not dig too deep, but let's take a little roll call. Bishki, eighth grade, mm. when someone says eighth grade to you, what does that mean? It's like the fulcrum of my life. Like Ooh. everything could have gone one direction or the other. Wow. Like, yeah, it's eighth grade's a very important year. So yes. I'm looking forward to this movie. Um, Do you have good memories? Um, <laughs> mixed, mixed, mixed. The fulcrum is yeah, a mixed, yeah, mixed yeah, bag. Yeah, it was a mixed bag. Um, but I'm interested to see, you know, what eighth grade means to children nowadays it's totally because maybe the yeah. fulcrum is like fifth grade or something i don't know so we'll see uh jesse when someone says eighth grade do you break out in hives or are you like oh cool times you know i was pretty darn awkward at that time i think i probably had a terrible like short home cut haircut <laughs> home cut and but i was also blossoming as a woman there so like i was all awkward and like don't look at me um, it's a good pat impression. <laughs> but at the same time, it meant basketball. I was mm. playing lots of basketball. Cool. And we were all like super excited what high schools were going to go together. So sure. Choir nerds, uh, theater nerds, that was my group. Cool. Well, nice. Lucas, what kind of cult shit are you talking about? <laughs> um, I yeah, grew up in Santa Cruz, which is a Bay Area, small, kind of like surfer town. And... Uh, because of some really bad choices I made in elementary school, mm. committing burglary, for instance, okay. uh, in the school library, which is a whole other story. I had to, I got booted from the public, which was great, that I was very happy and comfortable in, to the private, 
which coincidentally was only K through six. Okay. So by the time I got to sixth grade, I was like, oh, I'm going to get out of here. Thank God. And the motherfuckers were like, guess what? We decided to have like a middle school because, you know, we can make money off all your parents because there's tuition involved. And they literally just parked two modular trailers. So like English and history was in one trailer and like math and science was the other trailer. So like the class of like 20 kids from sixth grade, we all stuck together. So by eighth grade, (laughs) I had like kissed all of them. The men as well as the women. It, it truly, I don't mean to sound derogatory, but it was truly like peak boner time for Peak me. boner time. I mean, I have no control over my hormones. Like, you could be getting dropped off at school and your car hits the bump and there's a boner. I you think know? It's, it's PBT like, for most folks. Yeah. yeah. To be so, fair. But, but yeah. I was the class clown. I was I was you know, hyperactive, talkative, joking. I would get kicked out of class a lot. And, and what's weird about my eighth grade is there was a girl I was never friends with, Chris T, or her name was Christina. Anyway, she, like, told the school I was, like, bullying her, and, like, it was, like, Uh this crazy... Yeah, like, I was accused, and I didn't know who she was, and I'm like, yeah, but I treat everyone the same way. Like, I don't understand. She probably just didn't get your sarcastic wit. It was, like, the crucible where I was, like, convicted. I was literally... They they had me in school suspension for a week where I had to go to the library, breakfast club style, and I didn't even know what I did. Like, they wouldn't even tell me what the incident was or, like... All right, well, we'll do a Mark Maron podcast just on you eventually. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. Um, But thank Thank you. Millie, what's what's eighth grade? Let me tell you. Eighth, <laughs> eighth grade was when I was kind of the best. I was like at, I was at the top of my career. In Don't be too grade. humble here. I, I, <laughs> you're, you're popular? But it, it, I wouldn't say I was popular, but I was eighth grade president and nice. I won best student in eighth grade. Oh nice. Which every wow. subject, best student? Yes, I did. Gross. I every <laughs> class had like a best at this and that. And I can't remember the other I had I won three, which is what edged me out. But let me Ooh. tell you let me tell you one that I won. Best algebra. Yeah. What? Whoa. Yes. I haven't seen any evidence of oh, that. That's, lately. that's what I'm saying, because it was all memorization. <laughs> okay. That's why. Anyway, true, true eighth acting. Grade, eighth grade was a great year for me. Okay. I, I yeah, think about it. I think good. about it a lot. Okay. Well, briefly, for me, it was right around the time where I got a video camera and became the movie kid at Whoa. school. So, Fulcrum City. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you um, know what? I just realized in eighth grade, I wrote my first screenplay. There you go. Oh, my God. Inspired, inspired by Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. It's called no Ad- way. It's called Adversaries. No way. Whoa. Um, we were going to remake Pulp Fiction in eighth grade. Oh, God. We didn't. We didn't <laughs> so much Tarantino yeah, yeah. nut gargling around that, that time. I would have loved to have seen that. But tonight, we're seeing... Eighth grade, the movie. Woo! It's got a lot of uh, festival hype. People Written are... and directed by Bo Burnham, a very young, talented he's in his, comedian. In now his late filmmaker. 20s, I think. Yeah, he's the prodigy, man. Yeah. I'm so happy that uh, it's getting good word of mouth because mm. that means he's got like a big, bright future ahead of him. That... So he's like, he's like 12 years removed from eighth grade. So... Oh. It should be pretty raw. raw. Pretty raw. <laughs> Everybody says raw. Should be pretty dialed in. I don't know. Like I'm excited. I I feel like this looks like the quintessential coming of age indie. Yeah, I love the trailer. I mm-hmm. love that they're using Enya in the trailer. Yes. And I'm yeah. I, I'm glad it's getting good buzz. So yeah. Let's... I'm also very. I, all I know about this this movie is really the trailer and what I was really mm-hmm. taken by. 
is the lead actress, this young girl they found, looks like a real kid. You know, yeah. there's nothing Hollywood child actory. She's Disney. almost like the hereditary girl. Yeah. <laughs> almost yeah, but a like but bit. but yeah, but not as bad. But like yeah. I mean I don't mean bad, but not as severe like character. <laughs> not as real. Oh, not as real. <laughs> Thank you. I was just saying to Matt like the other day, my Matt, um, that like child actors are either hypersexualized or moon-faced. That's true. Yeah, and kind of maybe this movie will deal with some of that. It looks like this is going to be so awkward and and, and emotional Grounded. and I'm Grounded. pumped. Palpable, <laughs> visceral. I'm very excited. Well, I hope it I hope it fills all of our hearts with nostalgic cringe and and or joy and i think we're going to be seeing it with a really good general audience too because i noticed a lot of families showing up mm. just yeah. now so that landmark on the west side yeah so these are this is going to be an interesting group of people reacting in a very i think honest way they could be seeing hotel transylvania 3 uh, and they are and they are <laughs> but, but let's keep the dream alive okay. maybe the families uh, are coming out for okay. an indie film yeah maybe you're right um but yeah we're gonna smoke this steezy what flavor is this Yo, this is biscotti. Biscotti. <laughs> Brought to you by Biscotti. Uh, we're going to puff this up. Bishke, are you going to smoke tonight? Um, no, I'm going to be the control. You're going to oh, be the control. I love, I love, I love the it. control group. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we are going to warp back to eighth grade. We're going to swim in that awkward pool and emerge with some opinions <laughs> and maybe even some more memories. So sit tight. We'll be back. Peace. Yes, we will. Ace. Second bells are ringing. We are back. Back. We, we hey, survived. Hey. We survived eighth grade. What's yes. up? Uh, I'm sure we all have a lot to say. There was some. There was some laughs, some tears. Uh, before we break it down, brother Bishke. Yes. What's that snops? We're we're down in the in close to the center of the earth in this uh, parking <laughs> ramp. All of our phones lost it's network. Sub level three. He. Brother Bishke, the gentleman, put us in the Prius, turned on the air, and then ran up to ran literally ran to retrieve this snops. To retrieve for you. the Rotten Tomato synopsis, which is: Thirteen-year-old Kayla endures the tidal wave of contemporary suburban adolescence as she makes her way through the last week of middle school, the end of her thus far disastrous eighth-grade year before she begins high school. That's it. That's it. <laughs> solid. Rock solid. Okay. Well, thank you for going to retrieve that. Yeah. First off, packed theater. Yeah. Tuesday Sold out. Sold out. And there was, a, there was a fracas scuffle in the lobby when we entered. I don't know what, there but was it was a lot rowdy. of energy. wheelchair. It was rowdy. Yes. Went. 
Yeah, so a man was, in, yeah. was energy. Man in a wheelchair had knocked somebody down or something, and there was there was cops. And and... He was out of his chair, and maybe he was angry or embarrassed that everyone was looking at him or something. So That's that what I got. We like... had just smoked, and that put us on edge. And then we got in our seats, and then there was a very uh, willful, by the book <laughs> usher who was trying to get down to business and figure out why people weren't in their assigned seats. And yeah. Very much yeah. like an eighth grade classroom. Yeah, I, felt like, like, yeah. I, I felt like I was a kid. Yeah, instantly. Yeah. Yeah, the I felt like we, we were in were trouble. We were at fault. Yes. We, we were, were at well, we, we were, were busted. Not, we were not at fault. There was two actually adolescent girls who came in mm -hmm. and asked us, well, their mom Their mom was nice very eighth grade, which seats. is very, yeah. hence the families I saw earlier. Yeah. But, but their mom was ne their mom left then. Yeah, then she, she dropped like, them off. Yeah, yeah. she dropped off the eighth graders at eighth grade and of, took off. A lot of teen girls in the audience. Mm -hmm. yeah. Bishki kind of stood up for them because the usher was like, "You can't be sitting here. These aren't your tickets." And Bishki was like, "Relax, guy. Like everything's <laughs> yeah. really? fine." Yeah, Bishki's Bishki like the cool high schooler. <laughs> <laughs> I was very cool, which we'll get into later. I was, I was very cool. I was very cool with these eighth graders, but we'll get into that. <laughs> okay. Later. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. So. Plot-wise, I mean, it's just a big old slice of coming of age. I mean, it's all about little moments. It's not really plot-driven at all. It's eighth grade, the shit that girls go through evidently now. Today, yeah. Today. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. <sighs> so many screens. So right. much scrolling. Crack, so, a crack oh, screen God. that gives that draws blood, which oh, I never my. knew was a oh, thing. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Early in the movie, uh, there's this this girl lives with her dad, single dad, and she's constantly doing the angsty teen thing, trying to avoid his, you know, comforting words, and he's just trying to do his best, and she's doing this early teen thing, and she's looking at her crush on Instagram and he opens the door, her dad opens the door and she just throws her phone across the room just reflexively and cracks it. And that's her phone's cracked for the rest of the yeah, movie. Yeah, it was like yeah. the Chinatown nose cut. Yep, you know? exactly. Yeah, it was a really cool, committed uh, narrative kind of Yeah, it was very effective. But what, uh, what was everybody's first impression of this movie? Because it kind of just throws you right into it. I mean, this girl uh, can do awkward like I've never oh, yeah, seen in my life. She was I dialed mean, in, she yeah. Scene scene for scene, like, oh. How did they find her? Like, I don't know. It so must have been a massive search. I think, if I remember correctly, it was the same casting director who did American Honey, who's kind of got, like, her finger on the pulse of, of real kids. Because right. what, I, 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 what I was very taken by from just the very beginning was how authentic all the actors were oh, in the yeah. age range because I guess I'm so used to the Disney actors yeah. that are mm -hmm. older playing yep. younger. So when the you 35 year old is an 18 yeah. year old. So when yeah. you see them in eighth grade, they're like babies. They it's like, oh was I ever they're this not young? formed yet. Was yeah. I ever this young? <laughs> yes. Like I was not this little. I could not have oh my been. God, it's so true and it's so yeah. effective because even the hot guy who's an eighth grader, you're like that guy's not hot, but but he was eighth grade hot, <laughs> right. and, you, and you remember that. And the music swells when he comes on stage, but he's such a goofball eighth grader it was it was it was uh it hit me in the heart man it hit me in the guts that's one yeah. of i thought one of the most effective things in the movie was they'll just blast you with music mm -hmm. every once in a while which which is like funny in and of itself but it's also very effective like every time she sees this scrawny weirdo that she loves 
like it just blasts into this electronic music and just then just arbitrarily cuts off. Yeah, I thought it was very appropriate because it, it felt like the, the soundtrack or score was like tailored for the millennial, mm -hmm. like the kids mm -hmm. that are so fucking distracted. He's like trying mm -hmm. to get your attention and it's like, it is thrilling. Like it was definitely a visceral, effective um, aesthetic. Jesse, what were your thoughts in the early going? Well, I thought it just hit all the marks of ringing true. I felt all those mixed up weird feelings that she was feeling. Like I mentioned like the, in the pre thing, like, you know, you're a girl, so you've got sort of boobs now, but you don't want to acknowledge them and you don't want, you know, you, you're comparing yourself to every other girl in the class. And like, there's a scene where she's got to go to this pool party and that's the most yeah. intimate thing uh, a kid uh, can do at a party it's relatable to everybody uh -huh. yeah. it's like uh. awful so she's in this one piece and all the other girls are in two pieces and they're just like frolicking in the pool a lot of frolicking just yeah. it, it just all rang true like even though this is a later generation and her her hallmarks of like oh she's got a bieber poster mm-hmm well, we had Jonathan Taylor Thomas posted. It may as well be yeah, JTT. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was the same, I the Vicky same Bale. feelings in a different time. <laughs> and the only the only thing that really sticks out is the screens. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, yeah. thank God I didn't have Oh, man. Yeah. God. That, that was oh, my, my God. That's exactly what I would I would be yeah. like in so much trouble, I think. Like, because I might not be only have to endure the face-to-face -face, like intimidation, yes. but the... You know the the zero views on the YouTube video. Oh, oh that hurts. Yeah, and you know the like the single digit views are like her probably watching her own videos. I mean, it was yeah. so scarily like accurate. I was like, oh. yeah. I mean, we can definitely relate to that. I just have to say, like, I feel like our and I say this a lot to my friends, so bear with me if you've heard this before. But I feel like our general technology trajectory has been amazing. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh my God, to be, and they cover this in the movie, which is brilliant. To be born into the internet and to be born into... Generation Z, I think they call oh it. Oh my and God. And into the mobile phone. Oh. Like, oh. like, like in the, just in the last, like they said, like they, they meet with some high schoolers later in the movie and they're like, they're a different generation than we were five years ago when she's referring to the eighth grader. And it's true, they didn't, you know, five, six, seven years ago, there was no, there was no social media on the scale that it is right now, and this movie captures. Right, and in the movie, they break it down to different apps. Like, yeah, oh, we had Twitter, but the generation before us didn't. Yeah. She had Snapchat, so that makes her different. Yeah, it seems kind of inconsequential, but to these people, you feel how important it is during this movie. Like, it's life and death. Yeah. Yeah. To get to get one view or one like or two views and two likes, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. You know, or, or to not get, DMing someone to in get Instagram. A D, to get or a DM yeah, or to get a means. follow back. Yeah. Oh, like you feel it. Oh, and, the pain. And oh. I'm just so happy we didn't have to deal with that. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. I mean, but it was so amazing because it, it did, it really still felt like you were in eighth grade with yeah. all those boys yep. like, catcalling and not showing them, but hearing their voices, like making all the jokes for the teachers, like in the audience. So eighth grade, like so middle school, like... God, I just felt that, you know? It's universal. Were, it's, oh, like, so it's like good. the drum, it's like the drum beat. Like everybody know, everybody just inherently knows certain aspects of this time period in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and wow. I think we were all kind of cringing when it's the scene she's just hung out with these high schoolers and she's uh. getting a ride home, and the girl, the older girl, like 
offers, maybe we should drop her off first, but she's trying to be cool, so she's mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. And so this guy's driving her home, and he puts the moves on her, and she's... Oh, took a turn. He, I, I was like, I was, I was it, getting very He's playing truth or, truth or Dare with her, and it's oh, just... It's dark. It's, it's literally dark. It's literally dark. Like, <laughs> you just, sinister. You just see his eyes gleaming in the darkness I mean, of like the backseat. I mean, like a jackal. Seat. Like, just yeah. so well done. And also, he kind of dissed her earlier as well, which mm-hmm. made it all... I was a little nervous because of that. Yeah, yeah, he nagged her. Yeah, he her a little... Ugh. Yeah, but that's I this mean, movie goes places. I mean, it makes you confront a lot of tough, sensitive issues, and I was kind of grateful and relieved that there were like, uh, uh, you know, parents and kids. I think seeing it together because there's a lot of topics that have to be really hard to broach. But if you maybe go see it, you know, it's got good reviews, and you go home on the drive home. Like even when we were walking out, I could hear parents asking their kids, like, mm-hmm. "What'd you think?" or "What'd mm-hmm. you think?" and everyone, "Oh, it was okay." Or, I mean, it was like all over the place, but. They I should was, show it in school. But yeah, they yeah. should. They yeah. should, honestly, because I was just amazed at like how, yeah, again, like honest and real and authentic but well, and just But there's restraint too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like yes. the guy doesn't like rape her. No, they no, just, no, thank God. But he doesn't thank have God. to, he doesn't for have it to, to be no. that big a deal to her because she's yeah. only in eighth grade and yeah, every that's terrifying. word and every moment of that scene is like huge to her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This this is the first like uh, adolescent movie I've seen where they there's been no friends to confide in yeah. right yeah, it, and it was it was so yeah. painful yeah. to see her going through all, I mean just cringeworthy I'll say cringeworthy to see her going through all these awkward moments without having an outlet for she has her videos yeah. she has her videos and yeah. that's it and her, no. and her dad a little bit, but um, oh, it, it really yeah. hurt. It definitely, I definitely felt for her. Like I got, I just was so yeah empathetic. But there's, you know, there's man. a surprising, like I said, it shows restraint, but there's also a surprising edge to it. Like the the kid that she has a crush on turns out to kind of be a doofus, but she <laughs> still good. likes good. him, and she finds out that he likes getting nude pictures texted to him so she tries to tell him you know hey i got i got nude i got nude photos on my phone and then that finally gets his attention and he's like you give blowjobs like just shit like that where you're like oh yeah so yeah it's so shocking it's like i never would expect that reaction or that that but it's probably realistic yeah Yeah, it totally is it's like going there and you're like oh my god and then there's there's a school shooting drill that's happening just kind of casually in the background (laughs) routine it was like mundane yeah and and that's another reality i've never thought about i'm like oh right this is the new normal and i'm thinking like it's great how they handle it just as like a tornado drill you know yes yeah. kids always getting under their desk dude they're making fun of the guy like from south park you know there's like these jokes about it and it's like oh okay yeah and then every time there's an assembly a kid in the background yells lebron james <laughs> <laughs> so good yeah. even at the dude. even at the school shooting no assembly. in the beginning when when the teacher or whatever is like are you my mom it's like something i would oh say God. like that was yeah. me Everything. But they don't show the kid. That's what I love. Yeah. It's yeah. just a voice. Yeah, that's what makes it real. Yeah. That's what makes it. Yeah. Everything just feels on point as far as the realism of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. she's got acne, and oh, her teeth so are good. perfect, oh, it's and so great. she hasn't figured out her her style yet, and it's just so. It's so great. And there's no like cliched like, oh, I got my period for the first time scene no. or, or like the, the single dad, they don't dwell or like they don't they don't use that as a crutch. It you feels know? like this movie's blazing new cliches. 
that now no. movies yeah. that try to do this. It, yeah, yeah, it yeah. Really Establishing feel, new yeah, ones. Yeah, like John Hughes. I mean, like, it mm. felt oh, very... Oh, dude, totally. It felt very iconic. It yeah. felt like yeah. it's going to be, like, a touchstone, like... Absolutely. No, mean, that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. I was thinking, oh, my God, I grew up with 16 Candles, yeah. which, for the record, mm-hmm. I love and, and think is, you know... Problematic. Three and a half, three and a half bones. <laughs> problematic. Definitely, <laughs> definitely hashtag problematic. Don't I don't want to get into it, but... I was watching this going, oh my God, this is for this new generation yeah, and, it, and it works so much better and it's so much greater than, than what Hughes ever could attempt or try to do or whatever because he was like a definite toxic male. Bold, bold, <laughs> bold statement. Do you agree with but, that, Bashir? But, uh... um, well, I, I relate this movie a lot to like Welcome to the Dollhouse. Uh, okay. It yeah. did have those, yeah, that yeah. influence, the Todd um, Solon's influence for sure. Yeah, uh, the humor gets you on that, that cringe level. Um, and but it was just if just the focus on her um, made it more you know a little more personal not so much mm-hmm. um, kind of mm-hmm. just a overall dark satire. But what do we think of the dad? What, do you think it was? That, do you think? Well, it, that, we, this is my only criticism. I mean, I have a couple to nitpick, but the big major one is the characterization of the single dad, who I assumed wrongly was a widower because he was such sure. an affable, nice yes. guy. I'm like, there's no way a woman would leave this dude. Like, not in a million years. Then they they they, they, they <laughs> slip out at the end. Like when mom left, I'm going, what? Like really? Like mom just went to the store for a pack of smokes and just never came back? I was kind of hoping that. They wouldn't even mention the mom. And I, the was too. Too. I, I was too. Really, I was just. I was really like, too. Yeah. I was like, when is this movie so ahead yeah. of it that it knows that we don't give so, a yeah, shit? So self, so yeah. self-assured. And I'm yeah. glad that when they did reveal, it was just that one. It was just line. a little bit. It was like a throwaway line. If you don't pay attention, you might, you might it miss needed? it. Yeah. yeah. You and know, it, I was yeah. thinking maybe the dad isn't very fleshed out because this is from her perspective, and she, kids are naturally so selfish. That's true. And it's like. All you need to know is how he interacted with her, and uh, like there's a scene at dinner, like he's trying his best to have a conversation with her and ask her about her day, but all she wants is to be on her phone, because that is her life. Right. And I, I just thought it was funny, like, this is what all kids do, is if they have like an issue, they take it out on their parents. Yeah. Like, right, their you have to. are just trying to maybe get to know you a little better, they're doing, they're doing their best. Right. And, her her modus operandi is being annoyed and like, oh, dad, stop. Um, but it's kind of cool how true. you see her slowly realize that that isn't really the coolest way to be. She grows up in a lot of ways by the end of it. She comes to realize things about herself, her dad. Yeah. Um, and that scene with them in the fire, I mean, I was yeah. bawling my damn eyes out. <laughs> and I wanted to like, <laughs> like, because because the things he says about her yeah. are true. And you see it in the movie, but they're really simple things. Like you care about other people. You know, I forgot what the other ones were, but it was so believable. And, and I was like, and then, and she really heard it. Oh, I yeah. loved it. I fucking yeah. loved it. I did identified with the dad i'm like how would i get through to a surly girl i would try to just tell her she's the best you know like this doesn't matter right now and then i'm like well i'm seeing how that works out in real time yeah um if i could give the eighth graders perspective oh yeah uh, i sat next to two eighth graders yes and at the 30 minute point the eighth grader right next to me i don't know if you could see from your 
peripheral vision. I could. But was there she, a phone? She yeah. pulled her phone the out. The entire time. Like the entire time. And, and for an hour. Oh, like, no. She was like taking pictures. Like she was like doing all kinds of screen. In any other in any other movie, I would have I would have snapped on her. But or I would have not snapped on her. But this was like But I wanted to be cool. I wanted to be the cool. The cool guy. The cool guardian. Who was like, the cool guardian who's mom. Landmark guardian. And I was like, okay, I'm going to let you do that. And I'm also going to view what you pay yeah. attention to in this movie. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. And I'm, gonna yeah. View, and I'm also going to view what apps you are looking at. So oh, she was shit. on Snapchat. Oh, wow. She was on Instagram. Okay. She was oh she God. was playing games. She was, What? But then she would Play come back games. and like highlights of the movie, she would come okay, back. Okay, so what did she come back for? Um... The, ba- the banana, s- the banana oh, scene. Yeah. Okay. Oh yes. my god! So the guy yeah. asks her if she gives blowjobs, and, and she considers a banana for a while. That was yeah. crazy. Yeah, that was yeah. so and, crazy. And that brought her back into it okay. for a little bit. When did she um, tune out? Pretty much the rest of the movie. Oh shit! Like it was the dad convo. Was she was out, out, right? No, she was way out by that. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. but. What can I say? Her mom left her there. Her mom was not there to tell her to put her phone away. So do you think her mom would have? Um, I mean, I heard people behind me saying stuff, but at a certain point, I was like, I can't, I can't just in after no. a half an hour of her playing oh, on her phone be man. like, hey, <laughs> I've given you thirty minutes. You got to yeah. give me thirty. What about the other girl? I think the other girl was into it. She she didn't have her phone out. Um, okay, well, that's, but they were that's they were good. talking back and forth. So oh man. So anyway, that she was, seemed to get really excited the towards pers- the end before the movie concluded where she was like slapping her knee but not at the movie it was like her and her friend were like sharing a joke and she was just like she was just doing this and i was like what am i missing like that i i don't yeah it was it was anyway that was the eighth stuff. yeah that was the eighth grade stuff yeah, it was residual, yeah eighth i'm grade. glad you were being a uh, respectful voyeur yeah into the eighth grade mind of an eighth grade girl Let's see. Yeah, does anybody else? It seems like this is a pretty big love fest. Does anybody else have any nitpicks? I mean, it's it's interesting. Like Millie loves the the dad scene at the end, and that was probably the only scene I didn't love because I thought again it was too on the nose or sentimental or, or saccharine or something. I thought, man. I wish it didn't go this hard. But, but don't you think it kind of needed an emotional climax? Yeah, 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 for sure. Because I felt like, yeah, the movie was great, but it, it didn't really uh, go to, like, too intense a place. It always kind of felt even keel with the anxiety and the, the stress and the awkwardness. and, and Well, that's, that's also the thing. It's like this movie is choosing to focus on, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, but like a middle-of-the-road girl. Where she's not super troubled and right. like she's cut, not bulimic, she's not God. cutting herself, yeah, but yeah. she's not popular at all either. So it's like not sensational. So yeah. you don't get the highs and lows are micro right. highs and micro lows that cut just as deep. Oh my God, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. But it's not like fireworks. I was so. way more stressed in this than like any superhero movie. I mean, yeah. I every moment yeah. I was like fucking on edge because it was like they were so small, the details, but but they would take them that extra level. Like with the banana scene, it's like bad enough that the, the dad comes in and he's like, but you don't like bananas. And then she eats the banana. It was like, I mean, they just she throws it out when yeah, she's going deeper room. and deeper. Like it yeah. was so good, but it was so small. Like yeah. it was good writing definitely yeah, I mean, absolutely it didn't feel like writing which is oh, right the yes, best kind Lucas, like it, right. it all felt yeah. like you're watching a frederick wiseman uh, documentary yes. like 
high school or something. Yeah. I loved it too when like the popular girl's mother had to flag her down and yep. ask her to come to the popular <laughs> girl party. in the yellow shirt. Simply, that was a Rushmore callback. Simply wasn't it? because much, she, yeah. she, you could tell she had a crush yes, on the girl's so dad. And there's just this moment when she shows up to the party. Oh and yeah, I caught that. Yeah, so she's, yeah. and it's like muted. Thinks, you can't really hear what she's saying, but she's like. Yeah, and she thinks the dad's there. She's but, like looking out. Yeah, she's yeah. like looking out on the porch. Uh, stoop. Those okay. little details. And yeah. They didn't fully flesh it out. Like they didn't no. over-explain, but those small that details were really funny. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Let's talk bones, guys. Right. Sure. Um, let's uh, let's kick it off with Jesse. Yeah. Sister okay. Jesse. So I need a little clarification on the bones sister. Right, Lucas. I will be happy to uh, <laughs> wind him up and, and let for him our go. listening audience. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, I I really love this. So it's a wait. Sk- hold on, hold on. Not not not, not yeah, to yeah. put not to put ice on you right no, right no. Uh, at the at the get up, but. Is there a salad dragon scene? Oh, we oh, let's, let's define that too while we're at it. That. Salad dragon scene is a like, movie. The most watchworthy moment. Yeah, yes. to me, it's got to be the banana, right? The banana scene. I mean, is I is there one? The whole mo- the whole movie's kind of a salad dragon like cringe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. Although I, you know, one of my favorite scenes were actually what might have been the salad dragon scene was the kind of like epilogue coda where she goes on her first like friend date or whatever. Yeah. That was so good. And that guy, that kid they found oh, was amazing. so genius. Comic like, genius. I, I want to see yeah. the two of them do a movie together like uh, after yeah. this with yeah. something like with Bo Burnham. In like, high school. Yeah, why not? I, I think, mean, they had chemistry. It was amazing. I think yeah. we'll just call it the banana scene, but I don't know. That's just we'll one, think about it, one peak in a field of many peaks. Yeah. Oh. All right. Okay, I'm Continue sorry. Continue so, with the bone. So, so the bones, bone it's a, it's a scale. It's a scale of Zero to four, a zero being a woof, which means uh, there's no redeeming value at all. Watching your neighbor's travel movies would be more entertaining. Maybe redeemed by unintentional stretches of amusement. Uh, One Bone is a poor use of film script sets, actors, and studio vehicles. Two Bones may be perfectly delightful for certain tastes, a waste of time for others, usually uninspired genre films. Two and a Half Bones is technically well made, but often standard fare. Won't make you yell at the screen too much. Three Bones is good story, fine acting, decent return on movie investment, would recommend to family members, even distant cousins. Oh, I have to, I have to change my bone count. Three, three, three and a Half Bones, memorable cinematic Fair made with flair, verve, sheen, mm. polish, and panache wow. would recommend to friends. Okay. Four Bones, highest cinematic expression, flawless or nearly so, would recommend to complete strangers on the street. That oh, was a very thorough description. And there's a Roger Ebert Memorial Half, half Bone. bone. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah, the Roger oh. Memorial. If you need to pull <laughs> if that you out. Need it, if you need it. I don't think we're going to need it tonight, no. but, but yeah. No. I have to give it three and a half because I loved the style of this movie. I thought it was very well directed, chose a great actor to lead it, mm. and and uh, yeah, had verve and style, and I'd recommend it to a bunch of friends. Lodge Mistress. Oh, um, I too am gonna say 
Well, let me just say this really fast, which is Mm. that it's amazing to me this movie because she had no friends. She was super lonely. She was this this like like acne ridden teenager. But oh my god, every person in that theater was like, "That is me." And Mm like I for that alone, I I mean that was just so amazing. Like I don't know, I I really this movie. I just wanted to afterwards be private and cry because I thought it was so great. (laughs) I cried all through that scene, one of her first date. Like it was just, I loved it. But I'm still mm. gonna give it three and a half because I don't know. I four has to be like like have to like burst the the heavens. Yeah. And and this was really my probably my favorite movie I've seen in a long long time though. Three and a half didn't burst them heavens. Though. Didn't burst the heavens. <laughs> uh, Brother Lucas, what do you got? Yeah, I'm with the gals, uh, the sisters <laughs> back here. I'm three and a half bones as well. I uh, was very taken by it from the opening shot and the soundtrack. I mean, it was like all great. I just really, I think what I like, what I really love most about it is the message of just be yourself and don't worry, you know, like basically <laughs> what she tells herself at, at the beginning and end of the movie. Like, it's just so positive mm-hmm. and, and inspiring and hopefully will be, you know, a beacon of light for all, you know, these young tweener, teeny bopper, whatever the hell they're called these days, you know, that, 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 that there is a shoreline, there is a shore nearby and you just got to weather the storm, you know, so three and a half for sure. Brother Bishki. Yeah, I mean, uh, laughed a lot, enjoyed the direction, enjoyed all the actors. The dad I, I was, I thought was maybe the weakest link, but almost all the other, all the other kid actors were a lot of fun in it. Um, I cringed a lot and the awkward cringeness of it, like my stomach kind of still hurts a little bit yeah. just cause, cause it's was so, you know, gets to that. And so when I came out of it, I can't say that I was like, wasn't necessarily like by the end, like enjoyable, but it was an experience. Three bones. All right. Whoa. Okay. Very good. All right. Uh, this is a four bone movie, you guys. Just for the record, these are rare. These are like really, yeah. really yeah. And I, rare. I've this contemplated is the first four bone of the cast. We should make a book yeah. of four bone movies just I've, for us. I've contemplated it, and you know, it's three and a half or four for me. And when I think about it, it's like, what did what did you set out to do with this movie? Oh, did true. you achieve it? Hell Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. Point actually. Like right down the line yeah. i don't know how you could possibly make this movie oh, any better like i enjoyed every second of it i love to feel uncomfortable lodge mistress knows this i love <laughs> cringe i love awkwardness and oh my god i was just bathing in it oh there were bubbles and heat absolutely oh it was so right yeah so and it's only gonna get better as you think back fondly i want the soundtrack i want to listen to this these songs I want to live in this movie. It's great. So if you're listening to this, I think it's clear. Yes. Yeah, go see it. We it haven't spoiled anything. It doesn't matter. And honestly, like, go. out of all the, the screenings we've been to, I, I was telling uh, Milia, this is like, this beats Acrimony. Like, like we went to see Acrimony, and it was a rowdy <laughs> kind of, like, before this movie started, there were, like, people talking. I heard someone's dad be like, quiet, you know? Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. this is great. Like, this definitely The is theater like, was buzzing, but it was buzzing in a positive way. Yeah, Acrimony yeah, was yeah, yeah. Acrimony. It was right, like the right. yin... That's why it's better. To Acrimony's Yang. <laughs> yeah. um, both valid. And my favorite my favorite memory that I will cherish and take with me forever is when the fracas was happening, when we were walking in. I like was at concessions and, and I like looked to the cashier and I was like, man, there's a lot of action here tonight, huh? And the guy was like, 
You at the landmark, don't you ever forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a dangerous, this is a dangerous theater now. Yeah. Um, well, great guys. I feel I feel life affirmed. Oh yeah. yeah. That's not always the case. Yeah. You know what I want to do? I feel like going and making a time capsule. Yeah. Damn, yeah. Jesse? Yeah. Yeah. We should. I yeah. think I think at the lodge anniversary this year. Oh. oh that's oh, very good. You should've been doing that the whole time. I know. I know. Well, we'll oh start, my god. We'll start we, this we year. We bury yeah. it on the land. We bury yeah. it on the land. Oh my god. They won't know. There's so many bunny holes. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. We're definitely going to do that. And we recommend everybody, you know, in your own special way, maybe make a make a time capsule just so you can check in and you're going to cringe. But that's part of the fun. Uh. Yes. Oh, well, we're full of love and light, guys. Uh, the Cine Sisters, wonderful, wonderful Ooh. having Thanks you guys. For thank, on. Yeah, thank you. Ooh. Thank you for having us. I think uh, I think we'll be hearing a lot more of you guys on this on this particular podcast. Uh, the summer of love and light continues. We got more hits coming. Lots of movies. We got some peaks and valleys. <laughs> <laughs> some oh good, my some god bad, some ugly y'all ain't even ready y'all ain't even we ready got some curveballs coming um, <laughs> but until then go see the fuck out of eighth grade please and spread love and light to each and every person that you see we love you love and light gucci gucci it was 745 on the line to teach miss kathleen first was kevin then came losing third in line was me all of us were ordinary compared to Cynthia Rose. She always stood at the back of the line, a smile beneath her nose. Favorite number was 20, and every single day. If you ask what you had for breakfast, this is what she'd say. Stop fish and coffee, maple syrup and jam. Buscotch clouds, tangerine, side on a pan. Set your mind free, baby. Maybe you understand. Stop fish and coffee, maple syrup and jam. Cinematic fare made with flair, verve, sheen, mm. polish, and panache.